Manny has always been part of his family, but he's also missed out on a lot. I'm looking at framed pictures with his sister, Johnny Mae Hills Silve. That's Brunel, my son. They call him Buki. This is one of my granddaughters. This is all my sisters. My baby sister, Angie, she lived in Mississippi. Was it her wedding? Yeah, it was her wedding. My sister, Gail, and that's Janice. Yeah. That's all of us, that's all girls. How come your brothers aren't in that shot? My brother was in jail. For the wedding? Yeah, every time I look, he was in jail. Manny's an addict. Over the last 25 years, he's been convicted several times for drug possession and other petty crimes. His story is pretty typical of the people who fill up our nation's prisons. This is Unprisoned. I'm Eve Abrams. I've been following Manny and his family as he finishes up his sixth sentence and heads home. In nearly every state, prison populations have exploded, in large part because of drug laws and the people, like Manny Hills, who are arrested and incarcerated for those laws. While many defendants may be imprisoned for other charges, a federal program that tests people at arrest in several cities has found that nearly two-thirds tested positive for at least one illicit drug. Like so many addicts, Manny sometimes committed crimes so he could afford to score more drugs. We'll be going this way. Johnny is the oldest of eight kids. She just turned 60. Her brother Manny just turned 56. So you said he was in like three times before this time? For drugs. He had an addiction problem? Yeah, he was on him. Girl, man, he used to get in my house and steal all my little stuff. He stole my hot water heat out here. I had a brand new hot water heater. He stole that from me. Yeah, he steal all my stuff, though. But I still love him. Johnny lives in St. Bernard Parish. Hey, my baby! I meet her one day after she gets off work. She hops out of her cousin's truck wearing work boots and carrying her hard hat. Johnny says when she's at the oil refinery, the only thing that lets people know she's a woman is her lipstick. Then she reaches into her shirt pocket and reapplies it. Johnny points at the roof of her house, where she lives with her daughter, Gabby. But it had a hole right here on the outside right there, yeah. on that side. And Manny got it back on drugs. And Manny used to get in there, up there, and go through my attic and come down. I had some stuff that I had from my mama. Manny stole all that. I had all kind of power drills. Manny stole all my stuff. Manny stole my mama watch I had. And the lady across the street says, I be seeing your brother come out the door. See, he got no key to get in my house. Because Manny didn't have a key, Johnny knew he was breaking in. So she had her son nail a board over the hole, on the outside and the inside, making it impossible for him to climb in again. Johnny's daughter, Gabby, saw Manny come by one night, look up at the hole, shake his head, and walk away. So, did you ever talk about it with him, like you did this? Yeah. Or? Oh, he did was laugh. <laughs> Girl, come on now, come on now. You know, and I know he did it, because I could tell when he'd be lying. But yeah. Johnny says when Manny is in prison, she misses talking and clowning around with him, and she worries someone might take advantage of him. But she also feels relief that he's not asking her for money and leaning on her for everything. This kind of sentiment is not uncommon among families of incarcerated addicts. According to the Bureau of Justice Statistics, about 50% of states' inmates meet the medical criteria for drug abuse, but only 15% of drug-dependent inmates actually receive treatment. Manny was one of the lucky ones. About eight years ago, he graduated from a drug rehab program funded by the Department of Corrections, or DOC. 
He's been clean since then, but he hadn't completely changed his company and was arrested five years ago when he gave a ride to someone who left drugs in his car, he says. But the question remains, should substance abuse be viewed as a public health issue instead of something we lock people up for? Across America, families like Manny's have almost no access to professional help for addiction. Michael Botticelli is the federal drug czar and also a recovered alcoholic. He's called imprisoning people for substance abuse inhumane and says we can't arrest and incarcerate addiction out of people. Leo Hayden was director of reentry for Louisiana's Southeast region, the reentry program Manny was in. Hayden says just because people are complicated, maybe even exasperating, doesn't mean they should be in prison. Some people just don't need to be there. And that's a fact. I mean, all criminologists will tell you that too as well. We become so entrenched on incarcerating individuals, everybody's a nail, because we the hammer. When I first met Manny, he was finishing up his most recent sentence. This time he went through the reentry program led by Leo Hayden. It was family night, and Johnny and her sister Janice left work early to see Manny. They brought a big box of food. I want it. He told us what all he had, he wanted. He wanted church's chicken, pork chop. Oh. That's all I wanted, turkey, chicken, and pork chop. I wanted meat. I had some gumbo in the freezer for you. Boogie took it and ate it today. Oh, I'm a catch you. Baby, you looking good, boy. <laughs> the siblings hadn't seen each other in years. They can't talk on the phone very much because phone calls home from prison are really expensive. They cost 20 to 30 times more than regular phone calls. Johnny's on a tight budget, so she had to tell Manny to stop calling. So when your sister tells you to stop calling because she can't afford it... I keep calling. <laughs> like I said, I don't want to answer the phone. I just call, you know, when they say hello, I can hear them, and I just hang out the phone. That's right. Manny found a no-cost way to stay connected, always, sort of. You know, just by hearing their voices, make me feel good, you know? Yeah, sometimes he just call, and then we say hello, the phone click call. He just be wanting to hear our voice. As long as I can hear their voice, I'm cool, okay? Manny, whose real name is Calvin, has a pork chop in one hand and a piece of fried chicken in the other, and at the same time was introducing Johnny and Janice to everyone who walks by. That's my sister and them, you know, and I love them to death, you know. So, they're my good support for me, you know. We need you just as much as you need us, Calvin. Yes, indeed. And I know one thing. I'm 55, I can't go no more. This is my last one, yeah. yeah. Mistakes that we made, but you got to get over it. I can't do that no more. I told him we getting old, too old for this. Manny could sit down with his sisters because he was in the reentry program. Leo Hayden chose prisoners for the program who were toward the end of their sentences especially those who had strong family support. Everybody that comes into my program that has a family, I meet with them because it is probably the number one strength that they bring to the table is their family and their community. Manny finished his sentence and was released on May 17th. What happens now could go either way. 50% of released prisoners in Louisiana are back inside within five years. Statistically, because Manny's over 50 years old, he may have a better chance of staying out. But things are looking a little rough. He had a job when he got out, but he quit, saying he didn't have the gas money to get to work. While reentry programs are supposed to be a bridge from prison back into the community, the program Manny was in ended before his release. So when he got out, Manny was left without any follow-through or support. In fact, when I called Leo Hayden to ask about Manny's situation, Hayden didn't know Manny was struggling. He called Manny right away. 
Hayden told me, for program graduates like Manny, quote, everything doesn't necessarily go storybook smooth. There's a reason he was in prison in the first place, end quote. That reason, his chronic addiction and unreliability, is already causing friction in his family. His sister Johnny would like to see him succeed, to be there for the next family picture, but her patience for having him in her house has an expiration date. When you come home, I'm gonna give you six months. You can't stay with me forever. Unprisoned is brought to you by WWNO and Finding America, a national initiative produced by AIR with financial support from the Corporation for Public Broadcasting. Unprisoned's theme music is by Greg Schatz. Our editors are Vicki Merrick and Katie Rechtal. Learn more about Unprisoned at WWNO.org and Facebook.com Unprisoned. And subscribe to our podcast on iTunes or Stitcher. And while you're there, leave a review. This is Unprisoned. I'm Eve Abrams.